One of the most moving stories in recent times is Reinhard Bonnke's story. And he grew up in Germany, and at a Pentecostal meeting, he was prophesied over as a child that he would go to Africa. No one could see that happening. His dad couldn't see it happening. When people uh, prophesied over his sons being uh, impacting the world, one of his sons impacting the world for God, his dad would like, uh, like King David's dad, must be this one, no, must be this one, no. He couldn't see that it was Reinhardt. And of course, you, um, most of you know the story of Reinhardt going to Africa and just starting out by taking his guitar on a street corner and singing and preaching to anybody who would listen. And the ministry grew, and you can um, see YouTube videos even now of uh, over a million people in a meeting at one time, in outdoor meetings. God sovereignly, through his servant's ministry, sweeping millions into eternal life. It's beautiful. And one of, the, one of the beautiful anointed declarations that Reinhard, make, Reinhard made was a, the passionate, not because of his eloquence and, or intensity of his voice in sharing it, but the passionate because God's passion surged through it. Africa shall be saved. And then... He started saying, America shall be saved. And you may know that different strong prophetic voices have picked up that mantra, that declaration, that prophetic anointed word. And we hear it echoing into our future. America shall be saved. Reinhard passed the mantle when he went to heaven to some other associates, but the word continues and it just reverberates through the atmosphere from sea to shining sea. America shall be saved. But we don't just sit back and watch America be saved. Revival doesn't happen that way. Awakenings don't happen that way. God always stirs people Reinhard himself said, there is no, there is never, Reinhard Bonnke said, there is never, ever any revival without aggressive evangelism. And my friends, there is never, ever any authentic move of God in awakening without authentic prayer. Prayer. And so, the title of this talk is America Shall Be Saved or Lord Teach Us to Pray for the USA. And you've heard me quote the revivalist Smith Wigglesworth, his statement when he said, I seldom pray for more than half an hour, but I seldom go half an hour without praying. In our culture of our fellowship, we've emphasized both But it is very, very important, 
isn't it? We've, I think I've especially emphasized that we never go half an hour without praying. I mean, Jerry Cook put it this way, a devotional, a life of devotion is more important than a devotional life. That when Paul said, pray without ceasing, he meant success. True success is defined by sharing all of our life with God. That there's a continual living for the praise of his glory dimension. Whether we eat or drink or whatever we do, do all for the glory of God and live with reference to God. Live in fellowship, live in praise and worship to him in all that we do, all that we are. But there is this wonderful additional thing of times when we're by ourselves in our prayer closet. In the Lord's Prayer in Matthew, Matthew's Gospel, chapter 6, emphasizes going into our closet to pray the prayers. There's times for this set aside where we petition God for the things that concern us. And in this hour, this is what the Spirit is saying to the church in America. I, I, don't, I haven't uh, seen any stats on this yet, but I suspect, I feel it in the, in the Spirit, that this message is ringing out over all of America in 2022. As we begin this. Can you feel that? This call to prayer, this call to... This call to align ourselves with God's good purposes, his great purposes in this hour. But the Lord's Prayer also hasn't it been down through the ages used by the church uh, for together prayers, for uh, prayers of agreement. Jesus said, when he said, my house shall be called a house of prayer, did not mean 4041 Crater Lake Avenue, Suite E. He meant you, together, and me, us. We are a house of prayer. And in addition to having prayer meetings, there ought and there are times when we especially focus this wonderful gift that Jesus is giving us to be the church as an interceding community. Right smack in the biggest event for our fellowships, Saturday night, Sunday morning. That's what this is today. So we want to say, Lord, teach us to pray. Jesus, uh, thank you, Luke 11, verse 1. It came to pass, as Jesus was praying in a certain place, when he ceased, that one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, as John also taught his disciples. So Jesus said to them, When you pray, say, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us day by day our daily bread and forgive us our sins. For we also forgive everyone who is indebted to us. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. And Matthew goes on to say, Resign us the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. I was going to make some observations. Some of these comments, some of you have heard before when we've talked from the Lord's Prayer, but it's a refresh in the spirit for you about 
those thoughts, but I'm struck by the reality that Jesus Christ had, had just been praying to his dad, his father. And this desire that God put on his disciples' heart to be able to have that kind of connection with the father that Jesus did, that bold request can we have, is there any way we could have what you have? <laughs> you see, the Old Testament only refers to God as Father just a few times. In the New Testament, over 200 times. And Jesus, who enjoyed such a intimate, I mean, think of the thought, those words. No one goes up to heaven except the Son of Man who comes down from heaven and who is in heaven. He's the one that said, we are seated together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Our biggest and best reality is the unseen world, the heaven realm. And this intriguing statement in John 1, referring to Jesus as being in the bosom of the Father, present tense. And as he lives out his life of ministry and prayer, the disciples wanting, hungering for that, as you hunger for it, boldly saying, can we please have that? That's what we want. You can imagine how those words must have felt. To the first hearers. When you pray, you say our Father. He's yours too. You are going to be blood bought into that intimacy that I know. It's yours. Hallowed be your name. We live, the law of our being is to hallow the name of Jesus. In a world that uses his name for a cuss word, we are among those that hallow his name. We are among those that are grieved when we hear his name blasphemed. We are among those that when we came to Christ, the first thing that changed is we stopped using his name to cuss with. We are among those that are tenderized by the name, by his presence. The name of Jesus, the name of the Father, this experience of the Father, this experience of the risen Jesus Christ, this experience of the Holy Spirit, in the context of Luke, he talks about being persistent in this praying the Lord's Prayer. And then he morphs into this thought that you being evil give good gifts to your children. How much more will your Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those that ask him? This beautiful gift of the, of the curse of Noah's flood being reversed. The fountains of the deep are now being broken up. 
and out of your innermost being is flowing out of the kingdom of God within you, is kingdom of heaven within you, is flooding your body in a continual artesian well dynamic. The Holy Spirit from heaven. Your access to heaven is from within you. Jesus says, the kingdom of God is in you. And then the rains coming down, the latter rains of the Spirit. It's like it's not enough. The flood of Noah, the, the, the fountains of the deep broke up and the rains came down and the floods came up, you know. But the, in the Holy Spirit, the, the, the flood of the Spirit within us and the, and, the, and the Spirit comes down. Not just when we get saved, not just when we get baptized in the Spirit. It is such a loss that we've redefined the flooding of the Holy Spirit, the baptism of the Holy Spirit without measure as a one-time Acts 2 experience for yourself when God designed it to be a present continuous tense dynamic for you and me. Hallelujah. When you pray, say, Our Father in heaven. That's sweet words, friends. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Jesus is inviting the prayer. And if we are thinking that we are, God is in heaven and we are asking God from heaven, pour your, pour your, pour your spirit and your kingdom down upon America. Listen carefully. We're missing it. You see, we are in the kingdom of heaven. When we say, your kingdom come, your will be done, in the Greek, it's the imperative mood, which means it's command. And we're not commanding God, but we are, in the, we are present tense in the bosom of the Father. We are up against the chest of Jesus, like John the Apostle, leaning against Jesus, the same yesterday, today, and forever. We are... Like Jesus, living in the bosom of the Father now. And from that heaven realm, we ourselves are living with heaven as our greatest reality. And in our prayers, we are saying, not, oh God, please help us. No. It's from the heaven realm, with the flooding of the very intercession of Jesus Christ, we are entering into the very anointed flow of the intercession of Jesus from his very side, from his very chest, from his very heart. And we are entering into his intercession for the world and we are praying from heaven to earth and we are saying, come kingdom of God, come will of God as it is in heaven where I am too, so let it be on earth. And all of the authority of heaven is flooding through us in that declaration because it's the authority of Jesus that he invites us to participate in. This should build our confidence. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? We're not begging God to do something. We live in a point of victory. We are in the bosom of the Father. We are up against the chest of Jesus and his intercession is... He is allowing us to enter into his intercession and his proclamation, America shall be saved. When it says, give us 
day by day our daily bread. Oh, Jesus, I don't have any bread today. Please give me some food. It's not what it's saying. It's not begging God for the minimal. A, in a, a, uh, this is, I believe, my opinion, a mistranslation in most of the versions because they, versions because they couldn't understand what it actually is saying. Of, at, at, you can look it up yourself if you want to study it out. One accurate grammatical statement in the grammar, in the Greek, is give us today the bread of tomorrow. That doesn't mean we're putting our prayers on a credit card. <laughs> but what it does mean is that we are reaching into our eternal future and insisting that it come to our present. And you've heard me share before that it's not unlike Mary at the, at the wedding at Cana of Galilee. When Jesus said several times, it's not, it's not my time. In the economy of God, it wasn't time for him to do the miracles yet. It wasn't part of the eternal plan. But what Mary did in telling the servants, whatever he says to do, do it. She was reaching into Jesus' future ministry, and she was in faith insisting that it come to the present. And Jesus, Jesus finds that irresistible. Not just because she was his mother. It's the same with you and me. We say for the work of the kingdom of heaven in America that there is enough. We say give us today the bread of tomorrow for the work of the gospel in Bible, Bibles and literature and television and, and every possible way. There's always enough because we are reaching into the eternal resources of our future and we're saying Jesus now and he finds that irresistible. There is enough. That's enough. And it's also true for us personally in our finances. As his children, we are saying, God, there is enough. We are reaching into the future and saying, there is a, there's full resource. We can give generously. We can tithe because there's full resource. Give us today the bread of tomorrow. Hallelujah. And forgive us our sins as we... Also forgive everyone who is indebted to us. I was talking to someone at their door this last week who was insisting, young guy, who was insisting that he knew beyond a shadow of a doubt that God is water and we are water and so our relationship with God has to do with water. And my final words to him were, young man, if, if you don't humble yourself before Jesus and fully repent of your arrogance, you are going to be deeply sorry eternally. And then I turned around and walked away. It takes a certain humility. God resists the proud but gives grace to the humble it takes a certain humility to forgive doesn't it 
You've heard me quote C.S. Lewis. It's really easy to forgive someone until you have to forgive someone. There is a natural propensity of, for us in our human pride to hang on to hurt. Painful thinking. And God is inviting us to humble ourselves and stop punishing people in our hearts. He is inviting us to stop punishing people in our hearts. He emphasizes it in the prayer, in Matthew's gospel, right after the context, right after the Lord's prayer. He goes so far as to say, if we don't forgive, we don't get forgiven. It's really serious business. And and forgiveness doesn't mean we make a, a list of 20 things that that person has hurt us by, and we rehearse them before God every day, point by point, what we're forgiving them for. That kind of thing just stir, it's okay to do that once, I would think, but to, to keep doing it is to rehearse the pain and calling it forgiveness. Forgiveness is really from our heart of hearts, releasing that person from our personal judgment. It is not excusing them. It is not, it is not setting ourselves up for more abuse or more pain. We don't have to... Find that we don't have to present ourselves to any kind of context for more hurt. But you will remember that Joseph, when his brothers sold him into Egypt, how when he forgave them in the last chapters of Genesis, the word says when he forgave them that he spoke kindly to them and he provided for them. It takes the Holy Spirit to help us how to know how to do that what that might mean. Please don't make yourself a rug mat to someone who, is a, who could potentially hurt you more. Don't do that. Please don't do that. It's not what forgiveness is. But in the, I like what uh, Max Lucado says. He says, the key to forgiving others is to not focus on what they did to you, but what God did for you. That's the focus. And then the word, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. The interpretation and the Greek grammar allows for this as well. It's not, oh God, I know you really want want me to be tempted, but please don't do that. That's not what leads me not into temptation means. It, It means, Lord, lead me away from temptation. Lead me away from it. Let me... Fill my life with such positive things in you. I don't have time to think about negative things, sinful things, things that don't, aren't part of my true identity in Jesus. I am walking in the Spirit in a dimension that I keep moving in the anointing of the Spirit, the gifts and fruits of the Spirit, and so empowered by the Spirit that, that, uh, You are leading me away from it, and you're delivering me from the evil one. My friends, Satan is real, and he wants America to be a communist country. He wants America to be destroyed. He wants our freedoms to be taken away. He's real. And I'm not saying this at all to to stir up any kind of fear, because if there's anything that comes from this this passage. It's 
confidence and optimism and faith. Because Jesus is inviting us to participate in his praying. And God and Jesus had a good thing going in their prayer life. Would you agree? So we are entering into that with a confidence about all that's going on. And prayer makes a difference. And I'm telling you, it's not just because New Song is praying. There is a movement happening. I feel it. And I, don't, I, I couldn't even give you examples, but I'll bet, I'll, bet there are, I'll bet there are thousands of pastors and teachers preaching all across America on this theme this morning, this very morning. I, I bet there is. But deliver us from evil one. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. What does that exude? We start with praise. We end with praise. This is an optimism. Do you know one of the secrets to living a holy life is to live an optimistic life, to recognize that Jesus is the most positive person in the universe and he is your friend who's never leaving you or forsaking you. He always is thinking positive about you and he invites you and I to think positive and to think with faith and to think with think just positive good things all the time. That atmosphere of positivity is an atmosphere that where holiness thrives. Negative, negativity and pessimism is a hothouse, a greenhouse for self-destructive sinful behaviors. It is not an option for us to be Hardy har har in the lippy the lion and hardy har har uh, team. <laughs> you know that. It's not an option for us to give ourselves to negative thinking about ourselves or anybody else. It's simply not an option. That's why we are called by God to um, stop. It says, don't stop meeting together as a matter of some is, but encourage each other all the more as you see the day approaching. In this hour, it is of crucial importance. It's really vital that we always encourage each other in the things of God because it helps us to live unto God. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen and amen. We're going to, we're going to uh, move into some petition um, right now. And what this means is I have... I like to um, share with you stuff that's meaningful to me. And I have eight dollar coins at home that I use quite often in a cup. And I have been known to wake up um, Brenda with the clanking of coins and cups. And someone suggested to me that poker chips would be cleaner than coins. And I want you to know that we're not talking about prayer being any sort of a gamble. (laughs) The whole reference to long football passes being Hail Marys because it's not likely to happen, not likely to be successful. And the Catholics' prayer of a Hail Mary is is like, yeah, it probably won't happen. In in Jesus' name, it just does, it's not that way at all. So just think of the of the, the poker chips as the antithesis of that is what we're really talking about here. I'd invite you to take eight of them because, and I know I overuse this, but I don't care. Eight is the number of new beginnings. And, and you won't, be, you won't um, necessarily make it to every single one of the stations, but choose one or two that you go to and take eight chips. Maybe you want to get a pillow and 
be on your knees. There's a few pillows there. Or maybe you want to stand, but you don't have to say it out loud. You can pray silently, or you can pray out loud. I don't care. But we're going to have uh, 10 minutes or so of that kind of prayer at these stations. You know, I know you're used to sitting, you know, um, but let's just shake things up a little bit and, and go to these stations and, and pray in faith, entering into the intercession of Jesus and the, and the praise of Jesus at any of these stations. Um, and then I want to hear lots and lots of the sound of, well, it's not very loud, is it? But <laughs> maybe you'll have to throw them in but, or set them in, but pray. I, I, I'm tactile. Is anybody else here tactile? Is anybody else like physical? When I teach my grandson, help him with his reading um, assignments, we make flashcards, and I, I put a, we put them in a line on the floor, and he jumps from one and reads the next word. <laughs> Unto us is. It's, when I taught Greek at Cascade Christian High School, it was the rowdiest. It was more rowdy than the PE classes. It was all tactile, it was physical. And uh, so I like to pray. I don't have rosary beads for you, sorry. Do you have... We aren't lighting candles because it might set off the fire alarms, but we do have. These are a lot of my personal cups, so don't steal them or break them. Okay. Each one represents a prayer. I like to hold on to a prayer. Say, Jesus, Jesus, I praise you that my sermon went well today. Kind of get the feeling? Okay, we're going to have some music going. Let's spend 10 minutes and hustle out. Let's do some serious praying here for America. Uh, ask God to show you how to apply it to America. Stand up and let's get some music going and worship. And then we're going to have some verbalization at the mic, the prayer of agreement. But right now, you, you're, you're welcome to sit if you want where you are. But I'd like to see a lot of us get stirred up to choose, choose one of the stations and get after it. We're joining millions of Christians all across America. Believing God, America shall be saved. Amen. We agree. We say amen, amen. amen. That last word in the Lord's Prayer, amen. amen. Rock, rock, fortress, fortress to every prayer, every chip that we heard go into a cup every prayer offered hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of prayers joining millions and millions and millions of prayers on this Lord's Day all across America America should be saved America should be saved yeah. we're going to have prayer of agreement now and I'd like there to be you know, maybe about 20 different 30-second prayers. If you, if you, if you're, if you, what you, the anointing that you're carrying to, to declare a prayer is longer than 30 seconds or a minute, then just do it twice. Get, get in line again. <laughs> it's a lot easier to listen to short prayers, isn't it? So let's, you can, you don't have to pray, come kingdom of God. God understands that that's what we're doing here. We're praying from heaven to earth. We're in a place of security and success, declaring down to the earth God's favor and supernatural blessing. So let's have lots and lots of humble, humble yourself and, part and participate. If, if God prompts you to do it, please participate if he prompts you to 
pray. You don't have to do it if you don't feel prompted, but if you do, please, let's have the new song being an interceding community and say amen to every prayer offered. Yeah, we need to have the mic up here for the sake of the, those joining at home today. So, Father, I just want to pray with my friends here a blessing on the series, The Chosen. So very beautiful, so very powerful. It's done so well. And we pray that millions of people will see it and have their heart turned to Jesus Christ and see you for who you are. So bless that. Amen. Dear Lord, help us to forgive what's past and release it. And in the present, Lord, let us pull on the future of all your overflowing abundance, all the blessings of the kingdom. Let us pull that into our presence. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. we come before you we all make statements about Portland, Oregon the liberals, Lord I'm asking let your spirit, let your fire fall up there let your fire fall let it be a new beginning in Portland, Oregon Lord and let it trickle down to the rest of us Father, your word says that we tread upon scorpions and snakes. Your word also says we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of this darkness, of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. And Lord, we stand up in the power and authority against those demonic realms and we call them down in the name of Jesus. I stand in the power and authority of Jesus Christ and I say you'll not have your way over this nation. You are bound. Your word says we can bind things here on earth and they are bound in heaven. So we bind that wickedness in the name of Jesus. I curse that evil work and I command it in the name of Jesus to leave this nation right now. And Lord, I speak peace over this nation. I speak restoration over this nation. I speak healing over this nation. And Lord, we thank you that we are mighty and true because you are mighty and true. So we stand victorious in the midst of the enemy and say no. Our Father in heaven, our daddy, we're so hungry. We're so hungry for the refreshing. We're so hungry for the refreshing waters to come over us. Forgive us. We humble ourselves. Forgive us. Forgive us in how we offended you in our actions, in our thinking. Forgive us and we offended and we hurt and we sinned against those in our own families, in our own physical families, in our own spiritual families, and those in our neighborhood, and those who don't know you yet. Lord, let your refreshing, let your refreshing water come over us. Bring refreshing on us. We pray this. Amen. that you're bringing your rain on the seeds that were planted so many years ago in our families. 
for all our loved ones who are walking in a way that uh, is away from you. We just bring them back in our, our, we draw in the future that they are your returning ones, the ones who see you and, and run to you, Lord, and you run to them. Bring your prodigals home, we pray. In Jesus' name, thank you. those of us in America who are saved has the kingdom of heaven in them. I'm asking, Lord, for wisdom from above to show us, to move us, to shake us, and to know what to do to go out beyond the four walls of the church and speak life and speak salvation and speak hope to those who don't know you so they will know you and America will be saved. city and in Jesus name I declare hope city this is the Lord speaking for I will pour out water on the thirsty land and streams on the dry ground I will pour out my spirit upon your offspring my blessing on your descendants they shall spring up among the grass and like willows by flowing streams this one will say I am the Lord's I will call on the name of Jacob and another will write on his hand the Lord's and name himself by the name of Israel. There's a familiar scripture we all know and today I just want to declare it over America. It is, you are of God, little children, and have overcome them because greater is he who's in you than he who's in the world. So America, you've overcome them. You are of God and have overcome because greater is he who's in you than he who is after you. And that's the way the Lord told me to declare it. And there's also something else. We all say, God bless America. But the Lord told me, America bless God. So America, bless God. We declare that every godly man and woman that has been chosen to run for positions of government from the city, the county, the state, and America federal government, we declare in the name of Jesus that their hearts be stirred and they say yes, for out of our government will come people who honor you and this nation will be saved. Heavenly Father, we ask you to forgive the sins of this land. Forgive us for the bloodshed, for the rebelliousness, 
Lord, we ask you for mercy upon this land of America. Lord, we ask for the blood of Jesus to enter this land of America and to cleanse it and to wash it white as snow. Lord Jesus, we ask you to strike every satanic altar that has risen up in the White House, in the House of Representatives, in the Senate, Lord. God of Elijah, we ask your fire to come down and destroy all those altars in the name of Jesus. May the cross be established over America in Jesus' name. Amen. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Every single day, every single day from heaven, manna comes on this earth. Every single day when you walk from this building, manna is before you to partake. The enemy does not steal my manna. It is given every single day. Every single day, this earth is provided with my kingdom. Bring it forth, my children. Bring it forth. Father, I just ask that you would reveal your holiness to us. So as a nation, as Christians, that we could have our lives changed and transformed by you, and then you could heal our nation. We just ask that you would reveal the truth and expose the lie. We ask that in Jesus' name, amen. God, we look to you today for the youth. up Lord for you they are our future they are the ones that are coming before Lord they're the ones that are coming up you said that the fields are white so we ask for those workers to come bring those workers out of the youth bring them into what you want lead them forward Lord give them a vision for what we need what American needs Lord they're going to be coming up the young ones will be coming up light their hearts Lord light them up for you bring them forth call them out get their callings Make it work. Father, I want to thank you for the third great awakening that has begun in the entire United States of America. I thank you, Father, because the Northwest of America shall be saved. The entire Northwest, everything in America, Father God, I thank you for this great awakening in Jesus' name.
come to their senses and see what's going on and that they need God because we have no idea when he's coming back, but we know it's soon. So I just pray that everyone will continue to look in their hearts and just really, really see that everybody needs each other and they need to be fully surrendered to God because you can't do it any other way. So just keep praying for everybody. Lord, we declare that the mother's womb will be safe for every unborn child. According to your will, you are the God of life, and we honor you, and we honor those children that you have given us. Thank you, God. cleansing and a purging of this darkness we do thank you Lord that we declare right now this day not in the future we want it now right we want it now we thank you Lord that America is saved not going to be let's not put this in the future we want it now so thank you, Lord, that America is saved, clean, redeemed, purged, and set free. Not only will your will be done, Father, here on earth, but also in our hearts and every person. A new cleansing of every heart in Jesus' name. We thank you, Father. Amen. Almighty Father, you empowered your people a long time ago to go into Canaan and sweep one city after another militarily. We ask that in this land of Canaan, Lord, that you would do that spiritually to overpower the New Yorks and the Portlands and the Los Angeles and the San Francisco's with the wealth of your spirit. And we pray that you send your angel before into each city that will enable and empower your people, that those cities would be a city of praise and worship to you. Take them over, Lord. Take over the cities. In Jesus' name, amen. Lord, we believe for the young, our children, our grandchildren, our great-grandchildren. Lord, in the name of Jesus, many have been raised in the house of the Lord. But God, this critical race theory will not take their lives. We call it forth. They are free to believe the truth, and the anointing of the Lord will burn up the chaff, and they will come to them with a clearness in their mind to understand they are saved by an almighty God in Jesus' name. Let's stand up, please. And um, we're going to say the Lord's Prayer together in the traditional King James way. <laughs> good enough for Paul, good enough for us. Huh? <laughs> and then I love what Andy shared about 
America is saved. And what, that's the nuance of America, America shall be saved. We mean that. We mean it. it it's so certain we can say it is already. It's blood-bought for America. So that's what we mean when we say America shall be saved. But, you know, the impact of the prayer does not depend on the emotional intensity in which we share it. It's so potent just with God's people standing in agreement as his disciples with the prayer of Jesus. It's so potent. It is potent and powerful beyond our imagination. So um, we join hands with the person next to you. Across the aisle, you can, there's, uh, I mean, you know, there's uh, antibacterial stuff on the back afterwards if you want. We're going to say the Lord's Prayer together in great faith. And then we're going to say with all of our hearts, three times in a row, America shall be saved. You can say it emotionally or you can say it in a monotone. It's, it's powerful because you're in agreement with God. You can say it as a whisper and it's just as potent. But let's, let's do that. Okay. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. America shall be saved. America shall be saved. America shall be saved. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you for coming to our prayer summit today. God bless you. Have a good rest, great rest of your day.